Hello listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Injury Time Extra with me Sandeep Menon here. We know that we have not been on air for a while because but you know you know the Indian football season is too short which leads us to have a lot of breaks. So we're trying to fill that space with the Injury Time Extra episode. And uh, this interview was done some time ago. Uh, it's been a little dated in terms of some references that you might hear during the interview. We had a chance to have a chat with Richard Hood who some of you may have heard of. Uh, he is he used to work with the IFF with Bangalore FC before he is a young coach he develops players he is one of the most highly experienced and qualified coaches in the country so uh, we had a chance to sit down and talk to him and uh, i think i ended up talking to him for oh, well over an hour maybe close to 2 so we are going to release this episode in three parts and in the first one we are going to hear richard talk about developing game sensibilities in the country the league that is going on in the country the issues that the coaches are facing the indian coaches are facing in the country or how we can quantify the experience of a foreign coach with that of an indian coach so uh, without further ado why don't you go on and uh, enjoy the show okay so richard welcome to the show thank you thank you for uh, bringing me to your house no no problem <laughs> live so, close by it was convenient <laughs> yeah so uh, what's happening what's happening with life already up to now I just wrapped up with AFF uh, in December. I uh, told them in August that I need to get back to coaching. Uh, it was a decision that's coming in the way of uh, a lot of the actual things that I want to do. So I think uh, till we get a solid uh, youth sort of uh, system going, I think I should get uh, add uh, dedicated a whole of uh, 2017 in trying to understand coaching better. I'd gone to Portugal, uh, Croatia, and uh, Poland, and uh, spent a good amount of time with some of the clubs there with a lot of. Uh, coaches talking to them and uh, more more or less the course is also like a guiding light in terms of what I should be doing trying to more of soul searching of sorts in terms of my career and i think 3 years of a largely administrative role at aff uh, started to not really take its toll but uh, 10 years prior to that i was on the pitch every single day doing about two sessions and mr grass mr grass so uh, hopefully i'll get back to that i mean immediately the plan is to get on with a masters in sports science and uh, start understanding that part of uh, football a bit better and uh, continuously start uh, interacting with players a lot more on the pitch and get back into coaching in a more organic and uh, let's say wholesome way so yeah. let's see i mean <laughs> future months we'll see what uh, happens so uh, sports science that's what you're going to specialize in it's now coming into india a lot and we saw how constantine said you know sports science arsenal thing we are doing for the national team and so on and so forth but i think now almost all clubs have a sports science division in the at least in the isl and the id i personally am doing it more from the point of view that i want to understand that part of the world exactly, better exactly that's what i was yeah. thinking too so, so i don't want to specialize the, as such yeah no <laughs> no nah, no as in i don't want to become a sports scientist huh. i'm doing it to complement my coaching because on the courses the scope of uh, the subject that is covered is quite limited and then you interact with uh, sports science experts who also have the pro licenses and a licenses and then you see uh, the amount that they know and the amount that they apply is uh, uh, quite a distinction over there i mean they end up using let's say just 20% of their uh, knowledge base into their day to day workings so just uh, and that no i think only comes from years of experience and depth of knowledge i think in the future i do want to be a coach who not entirely self reliant but at least uh, from the planning side of things and in terms of overlooking everything if i ever have a conditioning uh, coach with me or 
if i have to do it on my own at least the competencies are there to run a good responsible uh, season yeah, so so, so what do you think of the coaching standard in india let's talk about the first division session we'll come back to the youth where your expertise is more there so first first team coaches id guys sir i league to do you think we have enough uh, we we know few names but uh, novi has uh, correctly mentioned recently few of them are without jobs now khalid uh, recently came back and so what is the standard that uh, we have now i think standards are directly related to what the environment um, offers the coaches firstly the league structure is a bit too narrow i think 10 to 11 teams in either divisions uh, one league uh, doesn't have an indian coach working for it yet but even the other league uh, if you're experiencing just 20 games and uh, let's say 100 games over the course of five seasons the average uh, youth coach in europe might get about 50 games a season so he's gathering your volume of experience over five years and then we talk about uh, things like sports science the coaches are not really that great at it or maybe the coaching methodologies are not that good or i mean we keep we can cherry pick at uh, faults of everyone but uh, uh, courses are the last place to maybe develop competencies courses are more a way of understanding where else can you grow and it's more of a guiding light into proving that you are competent at uh, gaining that certificate but if you're talking about capability as a coach it comes after years and years of uh, deep experience that is uh, going through about uh, 40 weeks of uh, a proper season pre season dealing with the dressing room uh, all the dynamics that go into the logistics and managing your timetables managing people and all of that uh, so right now it's i don't think it's uh, justified to really finger pointed indian coaches because the average spanish coach coming into india over 2 years he gets about uh, 5x our experience and uh, obviously he will have a lead ahead so while we are ta- doing a putting in a lot of effort in coach education i think it has to be matched by an equally comprehensive league structure that's keeping these guys employed for 40 weeks of the year in a meaningful process of mm-hmm. game preparation game preparation game preparation so unless we get that we can't really say that indian coaches are inferior superior okay so uh, do you think the number of coaches coming into this uh, field is kind of small or is it something else like why don't we have the volume No, we have the volume. I think uh, proportionate to the number of jobs that are there, the amount of courses that we conduct, uh, uh, you start to wonder why why are guys coming into the courses so much. I mean, the waitlist at times gets into eighty, ninety hmm. for a course of twenty-four. And I'm talking about the D license level. At B and A level, it's uh, significantly higher because we conduct those courses a lot less frequently. But uh, Uh, I don't. I, the volume is not an issue at all, and I think if uh, we get into the hyper-local systems that used to exist earlier, where the Calcutta League was comprehensive, I think you would get close to around twenty-five, thirty games, and the Bombay League was thorough, the Goan League was thorough, and then they would take a break. I think. I think the way they synchronized the season about twenty years ago was absolutely fascinating, where everybody took a break for the All India tournaments like the IFA Shield and Nangji and Rovers Cup. As in, there was some sort of coordination between all of these leagues to make sure the best teams are available. to play there and uh, indian coaches i mean you never heard of foreign coaches back then so i think the volume uh, is not really a question right now is more about the access and opportunity to get indian coaches out there and uh, figure out that okay this coach a, a is better than coach b but right now we judge people on course performance <laughs> the guy who does well on the course is more likely to pick up a job than the guy who's doing really well on the field because uh, how often are they playing as in if it's uh, going to be 20 games a season then that's not really enough experience to maybe reflect and uh, so the problem is opportunities opportunity and maybe the length of the season is not really conducive to developing 
coaches the way let's say most nations are is it 20 years ago you said you had goa league the calcutta league maybe i'm sure they had something in kerala as well of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all these kind of things and then you play the national level tournaments mm. whatever the two three cup tournaments and everything so uh, where do you think we lost it did we was it i i honestly don't know because where do you think we lost that uh, ability to put it all together I think one was that uh, we were dead convinced that we needed a national league to come through. I think if you go through uh, Novi Kapadia's old academic records, where he's scripted everything in detail, right, in terms of FIFA's intervention about 20 years ago, coming and suggesting that we need to have a national league, uh, people fighting over the scheduling and things because the local league started to take a big hit. But uh, I think when we had a game environment and a game culture. where better coach education better intervention of sports sciences and all of this uh, global knowledge sets that could be applied in the indian context had to come in that came about 20 years too late <laughs> so i think in terms of the timing of uh, the environment meeting the timing of uh, all these expertise building uh, uh, interventions they didn't really come together so it would have been great if uh, we had the same uh, volume of football being played across the country as we did back then mm-hmm. with the uh, opportunities in terms of education and uh, uh, access to expertise and uh, knowledge that we do today that would have really sort of uh, been the biggest catalyst i feel at least they would have really sparked a great performance in the afc cup i mean asian cup no <laughs> that's uh, again we have to look uh, we have to look at everything from a 30 year context if we are going to exactly. continue looking at everything from a highlights reel and uh, start uh, i mean it's okay fans will be fans and they have every right to say we could have won that game and we were that close but uh, uh, at least uh, my training and my education has taught me that you have to look at everything from a 20 30 year perspective and that goes down to simple things like how much possession did we keep 10 years ago and how much possession are we keeping now uh, how many opportunities are we allowing the opposition to take how many are we allowing now and then uh, you get a more realistic picture in terms of the progress that we made so we have so many of these ideals that we should be playing a totally different brand of football and uh, get a spanish coach in but people don't realize that spain is as diversified as uh, rest of europe is uh, i mean uh, districts in the northern spanish regions they play a direct football style i mean athletic bilbao's uh, game sensibilities and valencia's game sensibilities are totally different from those that uh, the catalans uh, except yeah. as in the aesthetics behind the game is totally different from region to region in spain so there is no such thing as a spanish model as such it's manifested in the senior level for sure when uh, aragones uh, and uh, del bosque came through they, they cherry pick the best players to suit a particular and they had a great generation at that time that is something that uh, of course i mean every i think about 8 9 of them were had won the euro under 20s <laughs> and 6 uh, of them had won the world cup under 20 and world cup under 17 so unless you're do- absolutely dominating at the youth level at the continental and global level which japan and korea are doing over here <laughs> unless you see that let's say 10 years prior you cannot uh, have any sort of great expectations from the present Yeah. So uh, the, uh, the reason why I was saying that was there was a whole marketing campaign from the ISL which said the league that sparked the performance, and they would show the Thailand match. Hmm. I've tweeted every time about it. <laughs> Each time Star Sports has shown it, I've. Uh, yeah. So uh, Devine actually came on our podcast and actually uh, challenged them to fight him, saying that hmm. I will prove this is not right, hmm. and to that level. But anyway, uh, the Thailand game. is a game that i thought where everything worked out for it yeah. every shot like sunil yeah. hitting the second goal that yeah. was a tough one jj with that uh, ping shot he has scored the entire season and mm. he managed to do that the next time it was a reality check for the next two matches mm. 
but uh, lastly in context you were saying Japan Korea 10 years dominating i think vietnam are now having good generation coming up in the no vietnam and even people think qatar Philippines, is all sorry, thanks to uh, aspire and things yeah, yeah qatar has played in the world cup playoffs for i think for the last 20 years they featured in the top 8 teams to hmm. potentially qualify for the world cup the u teams have done really well 10 years before aspire ever came through hmm. so even this whole point that now the whole thing will be that qatar is on the association cup let's set up residential academies on the scale that aspire does it people don't realize the under 14 under 16 under 18 league is 16 teams and two divisions with 16 teams each so they have 32 teams playing in the tiny region as in uh, competing and playing and uh, qatar is a proper footballing nation as in that's the number one sport over there and yeah. they produce athletes as well as uh, technical capabilities that are competent at the asian level <laughs> so uh, I, i mean it is this whole thing that again it's uh, people will, will look at the highlight reels and just this tournament and say that and they look at the next obvious thing or oh, four of them are from aspire six of them are from aspire then that might be the model but you have to take the microscope out zoom out a bit and then start to see where the what these kids are doing from the ages of 5 6 and 7 and uh, all of these things because every player's uh, development starts at the from the first time he touches yeah. the ball the way he interacts with the game what uh, values he takes in and things so let's just say that i mean there's a big drive in india right now that every academy has to be residential full time mm-hmm. go to the northeast uh, conduct trials and things and uh, bring players from mizra manipur and all of the regions those regions have got some of the worst infrastructure and the least amount of qualified coaches in terms of mm-hmm. uh, coaches per general population they have the least number i think there are less than uh, two i think five a licensed coaches in all of the northeast as in uh, local northeast who gives half of the team for the next yeah. team yeah and some of the worst facilities and people start to say that facilities chahiye we need uh, xyz overseas coach to come in and do that but uh, why aren't we doing it at the local level why aren't the kids in bangalore good enough to be better than the kids growing up in the northeast and this wasn't an issue i think about again if you go back to the rosters of the national team and uh, by and large the teams that were playing in the national leagues there was such a strong uh, local component to it Hmm. Goan teams would win the IFA Shield with Goan players. Calcutta teams would uh, win the Calcutta League with. Uh, yeah. But now, if you see the some of the uh, local teams competing in the I League under 18, I League under 15, you have about two or three local players in the entire squad of 18 that uh, travels yeah, for the tournament. I think Bangalore doesn't have a, a single one. I think Maybe they do. Two. I think few are there, but. Uh, It's just the point that if you talk, I mean, uh, I mean, it's not to their detriment. It's just the talent that they. Yeah, have. I mean, yeah. they want the best talent in the country. They decided that uh, conducting trials in the northeast mm. is probably the best way to go forward, which is uh, one way. I mean, probably what appeals to them in terms of uh, the way they see development should go forward. But everywhere in the world, I don't think. Uh, people uh, look at this whole residential component as so important because uh, again this whole national league uh, system as well spain doesn't have a national league at the u15 u18 mm-hmm. level the barcelona u15 team is playing within the barcelona yeah. district and the catalan and all those all those uh, uh, regions so valencia is under youth system plays in the valencian league mm-hmm. and at the end of it they have something like a sub junior and junior national with the best players end up going and that's what feeds the national team on more on most times and uh, those kids turn out like easily i mean they have four five uh, tournaments that is 10 day long mm-hmm. tournaments that give you about uh, four five matches in that period but uh, each of these teams uh, 50 games per season from the ages of uh, 7 8 9 10 and even before that they play something known as football fives and football threes before i mean even if you're chosen at barcelona at the age of 8 9 and 10 which might be too early for some people and might be too late for some people depending on what uh, cultural sensibilities appeal to you 
uh, we are falling behind by 50 60 games from the ages of 4 5 and 6 yeah and then we want to bring in uh, somebody from overseas who we said okay this person is going so even uh, let's look at uh, matos he finished dead last in the world cup mm. yeah we finished behind new caledonia at the world cup yeah so which indian coach couldn't have guaranteed that <laughs> i've never heard that question <laughs> so i mean if i'm not saying that uh, whatever i'm not questioning the whole decision being yeah, yeah, yeah. because they were hosting and they had to tick every box in terms of uh, putting on a good show yeah. and all the uh, checks in play in terms of okay uh, it's not an embarrassment and we are competitive and things but uh, that i think that was amongst the most expensive youth team preparation mm. periods ever mm. especially considering that we had the rights to play the first three matches as host as in we secured yeah. the rights to host and then to prepare for it was probably among the most expensive in youth team history the whole uh, global circuit that we played and uh, and that's where uh, this whole policy is there that uh, if we keep them abroad for x number of time the talent will develop mm-hmm. if we bring in so many coaches and they are there with them every single day in a residential academy and uh, they'll undergo this curriculum and there's this fantastic book that will teach them how to pass play and things like that but getting anything from let's say belgium england and uh, japan and things or even let's say from uh, iran is not going to work in the indian context because people have to realize that uh, any document that is created takes in the entire society the culture the environment the aesthetics the appeal blah 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 i mean if you pilot all up the national curriculum of any nation which very few have even top countries in the world don't have a written document as such or at any club is a direct reflection of more the emotions that bind the game sense that people want to see is not really one person's uh, ideals on how a game should be developed and to import that into india expo- expecting it to create something similar is quite uh, wrong and kids experience that i mean a kid growing up in argentina at the age of 4 5 and 6 you have to yeah really look at what how how does he interact with the game and things he never sees anybody carrying the ball in his hands for <laughs> the ball is meant to be on played the with the yeah. feet and things and then is any god given talent and uh, uh-huh. it's natural and things like that but they are consuming the game at such an intense rate you read aguero's book you read suarez's book messi's mm-hmm. book uh, di maria's uh, interviews if you go to el mundo and all of that and translate it into english google yeah. translate become the best tool now to yeah. understand what an upbringing of a mm-hmm. player is and you start to see that these guys are playing 4 5 hours a day mm-hmm. no coaches around na because then again you start to say now we should follow the argentine model or the uh-huh. brazilian model but the benchmarks that exist to play for my brother's team like even if it's a kick about and you pick the players right hmm. your brother won't pick you if you're not good enough if it ah, means 100%. that uh, or your best friend in the world won't pick you if it means that he might lose the game yeah which is exactly the same culture we have in cricket even hmm. if your best friend is out there you might pick him last out of reluctance because huh. you don't want to lose the game or if you have three good players you think you can carry him huh? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you secure those three then you will yeah, pull yeah. him in a bit earlier and things yeah. so that uh, friendship remains and stuff and these sort of uh, ideals and benchmarking that you see in kickabouts and informal games such that's what manifests itself at the highest level so it's not really that uh, maradona had this great coach who went down to him that guy was addicted to the ball i mean you uh, just go through messi's uh, book and the I think Guillaume yeah. Balaguer was I think the first three chapters are just about his life in Rosario. Hmm. So it's not Barcelona who developed him. Barcelona wouldn't have taken him at the age of 13 if he was no good. Yeah. They took him in at the age of 13 because that was probably the best talent they've ever seen in the world at the age of 13. <laughs> I mean he stood out that much and uh, I think from the accounts Barcelona was not the only one sniffing at him and uh, no, no, no. the 4-5 other clubs were well aware that there's this talent uh, in Argentina that's doing all these great things. Aguero made a senior debut at the age of 15. Yeah. For Independiente amongst the most uh, physically brutal leagues in the world. Mm. 
but go back to his childhood his dad used to work at a butcher shop and things working construction site and used to earn extra money playing black tournaments hmm. whatever argentina argentina's equivalent of black tournaments are hmm. the extra money he used to earn by playing football in the evening and aguero was there watching his dad every single day so if he is not interacting with his dad playing picking up certain game senses and smartness and hmm. all of that so i mean to understand player development you have to get down right to the family society cultural aesthetics level and then see where it fits in yeah absolutely i have a very love hate relationship with him i hate him at the moment because, because he yesterday three goals against fair enough five that is terrible so uh, about player development so uh, i am i'm from kerala yeah and i understand when you said you know pick up your friends and stuff like that mm. because we we wanted to win basically and there's a great culture there also seven aside yeah, five aside this normal seven aside this i played once and they mm. kicked the crap out of me and then, then i was like okay i can't so do bangalore fives is enough uh, i was like okay i'll sit on the side and write this is what i'm going to do from mm. now on but uh, the thing was when i i went to coaching a little late you know, mm. when i was in ninth standard and around that time by that time you like you said you already had like a touch maybe something that you were doing wrong mm-hmm. nobody really corrected it and it's okay whatever happened happened but uh, when i spoke to the john menyonger from liberia he was talking about receiving ball on the half turn hmm. now i know how to do it around the half turn but i checked actually i have to think about it which he doesn't have to yeah so it takes me more time or something like that hmm. so do you think those kind of things are not natural are they half touch we might be able to do the half turn once in a while but those are things no, that something god it develops because uh, let's just say this the intensity and uh, tempo at which kids play hmm so if you're growing up in an environment from the age of 5 to 15 where you have uh, one second on the ball each time you receive it and if you grow up in an environment where you have 0.5 0.3 seconds till somebody is so about a foot away yeah, from you yeah. then these things build up uh, directly and then it's also a sense of uh, like you said there's no coach to correct you know we mm. have so much uh, unorthodox talent in world football today of our generations now mm. like just a single left footed player like messi and maradona though the right foot is uh, yeah, decent not bad but like predominantly left foot but every curriculum in the world will say two footed players are the way forward ha huh. but if had they uh, focused on uh, being two footed maybe you won't get this sort of exceptional talent and things so mm. we place uh, immense amount of uh, let's say the value on this whole uh, system that uh, coaches are the ones who are going to guide uh, dev- i mean uh, script the development in terms of the world players ever coming through but it's not the coaches coaches are there to guide yeah. in case uh, something goes wrong and to improve something coaches are there are enablers but over here the culture is that there has to be a curriculum 630 you have to start two and a half hours per day 10000 hour rule which almost everybody has dismissed now this 10000 hour rule <laughs> is again nobody is taking it too seriously now yeah but it's about the quality of experience also like barcelona i think there was a study sometime back from the age of 8 to i don't i think 21 Uh, direct contact hours or something like that they only go through about uh, 3500 hours of uh, development hmm. but then you have to look at the entire uh, way they interacting with the matches right they're in the stands watching their ball boys at the age of 15 16 and hmm. then watching the game really closely and everything i mean every interaction makes you what you are yeah with your environment whether it is visual or audio or experiential and things that's what scripts uh, player development so if i know that if i'm growing up with this constant thing that this guy will be on me i need to look out for him hmm. and be aware of where he is i will automatically get into the half turn position without a coach ever coming in telling you in yeah. contact with me because i know if i if i don't look there's a good chance either i'll get smacked or the ball will be plucked off me or in the more formalized environment they have an entire drill for 
the half yes, turn yes. where you turn halfway the ball comes in check double check pass really uh, <laughs> lay off receive again behind him one two and all of that so i mean does uh, this i uh, think that there is one way of developing talent is the biggest Hmm. policy again that we have that yeah it, it, it is also uh, they have the cage football now in bangalore is hmm. pretty common i guess and they have to use it as uh, as often i used to play some small back in hmm. so maybe in the future hmm. but anyway uh, i came up without any of this i played in open grounds hmm. there was the first time i saw grasses when i came to bangalore hmm. till then i never played in grass we had like normal grass not yeah. the cut grass yeah the patches here and there ah, yeah, yeah. Oh. so it was natural for us to assume that uh, it's okay if there is no grass mm. it's still fine we'll fall it'll be fine that types so you think those kind of condition because i hate people who hit the ball and run mm. who pass the ball i might make sure that i smash them against the mm. wall so the next time they don't do it so these kind of things do you think it grows with the environment that you're playing and uh, the the nature of how it's not detri- detrimental as such you can have a simple rule like if it touches the ball it's out mm-hmm. some people choose to do it some people won't and uh, like i said every no, I, I, i was talking about the mentality that you de- you develop at the same time because both of us have grown up at the same it's a solution yes. right it's a yeah. game solution as in uh, <laughs> if i get, hit it at the wall i'll get it behind you again mm. so and that's what we have to look at everything as as in uh, uh, anything that a player does to dominate a, an opponent is a solution if he successfully hmm. does it if he doesn't maybe won't do after he after you yeah, smash him won't do it that's your solution no, no. to no, i tell him also next time i'll smash you again huh. so, <laughs> so that's probably your solution to the whole uh, <laughs> you don't like it but he depends on it yeah to get past players and things but yeah i mean uh, it's not an and that's why we have to start uh, stop, we have to only bother about uh, let's say is the kid smart enough to figure that out hmm or the defender smart enough to see that okay he's going to go near the wall maybe change it and then maybe if it happens 3 4 times that's when the role of the coach comes in as in the coach yeah. is like the last resort in terms of development if you just let i'm not saying just let the kids be in things but uh, like i said uh, find your own solutions find your own solutions and even that trickles down from uh, society again hmm. the game aesthetics that you value hmm. so at one time you could tell a kerala player without ever knowing his name and things just because of the way the ball skills that he uh, hmm. that he showcased you could tell a punjabi player because of the ball skills and game idols that he showcase and that's when we talk about the social context or the cultural context each country each club each region there are certain uh, values that they trickle down to the players so a kid who never really used the ball comes to bangalore and plays for the first time he will get frustrated like what the hell is this, this is not fair yeah exactly but the kids growing up in bangalore the whole time for them it's normal hmm yeah so uh, the mistake that we end up making is or let's say a lot of the europeans or overseas people that come here is that we start to label things as right and wrong hmm. rather than leveling it against the perception of what is normal and what is not normal yeah so when they come over here people who have only grown up seeing football played on pristine grass on 3g turfs and things they'll come here and tell us that indian football needs uh, 100 more pitches they need uh, so many such more academies blah 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 the ghanian team that beat us 4-0 hmm. the coach if you read his india today interview hmm. he said india has got infinitely better facilities than us yeah for him that bad pitch in ghana informal uh, let's say game environment i think that is their normal hmm. yeah. so again if uh, a person from a totally different uh, game sensibilities in terms of what what is important to development will go and tell ghana then hmm. you need to have 3g pitches or blah 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 but if an argentine or brazilian goes over there really it doesn't matter as long as you play it's uh, it's fine and that is where india keeps getting lost because so many of these uh, 
we have such a euro centric uh, world view and especially a very largely this whole uh, uh, let's say colonial hangover that still hang i mean uh, lies around that we why don't we be like europe and things why, why don't we do that hmm. then okay let's import the coaches any pitch that gets built over here there'll be some statement that india to qualify for the world cup xyz yeah, it's always 8 years Every, because 4 years is too close too close and 8 years, years is enough for people to forget yeah. so <laughs> any facility or any ribbon cutting and things is always related to uh, world cup uh, qualification eventually or any big appointment is uh, linked to whatever as in just some big ambitious uh, benchmark yeah. or something along in the timeline and then that person leaves in about 3 years for something <laughs> that takes 10 years to do and that was richard hood uh, that is the end of part 1 so uh, come back for part 2 which we shall be releasing soon uh, till then i guess i can't say enjoy the game because there is no game in indian football at the moment but uh, hopefully it'll be coming on soon till then enjoy listening to the show